Before we get started, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we produce this podcast, the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Hello, welcome to another episode of What a, what a Great Punk, a podcast by these New South Wales. My name's Hello. Jamie. There's Todd. Oh, yep. Good to be here. We've got shame Fantastic. on the pod. Got Shane on the pod for the second time, part two with Shane. We've got Eddie and, and Steen from the band on with us. Um, they've got a, a new album out, Feb 24. It's fucking stonker. Yeah, called Food Food for Worms. Um, and it's a really great album, so we're excited about that chat. I love a good album title, and that's a very good album title. It is good. It yeah. is good, yep. Yeah, love those guys. Yeah, and if you've never listened to our podcast before, we're a band... Um, from Australia, Melbourne, Australia, called These New South, These New South Wales, and uh, we just put out an album at the end of last year, which you can listen to. It's self-titled TNSW, and uh, we got a Comedy Central, a mockumentary series we had on Comedy Central, which is all on YouTube now too. So you can check that out. It's, uh, it's a good watch. Yeah, um, um, which we're sure I'm sure you enjoy. And if you're in Oz, we're going on tour uh, in March and April. So Get a ticket. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Sydney, Melbourne, and Adelaide are nearly sold out. Yeah. So there's less than a there's less than a oh. hundred ticks for all those shows. So get your fucking tickets. Get a fucking ticket. Yes. And if you've signed up to our Patreon recently, um, thank you very God much for you. that. Yeah, we appreciate that. If you don't know, we do bonus episodes on the Patreon. And this week we got Jenna Owen on the Patreon. So sign up if you want to hear that. She's funny as fuck. She's always a great chat. Yeah. Five bucks from five bucks a month, you get an extra episode. Um, and it sort of helps us out in sort of doing the pod, which is really cool. Um, let's welcome a few new Patreon sure. uh, subs. All right. Well, I'd like to say welcome to the Patreon, uh, Tony Russell. Tony Russell. <laughs> uh, Tony Russell. Good hustle, mate. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Patreon also, Ben H. Ben H. Fucking, yeah, you'd, um, Ben H. Uh Ben H, have you got any spinach? <laughs> Did not see that coming. All right, welcome to the Patreon. Have you eaten your Mc- spinach, Ben H? <laughs> Never thought of H rhyming with, rhyming with spinach like that, but it does. Um, yeah, I'm like Eminem. Eminem rhymes odd things like that. He's he going crazy ben like H, that. Ben H, make sure you eat your spinach. Spinach, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's crazy, man. Um, all right, welcome to the Patreon, James McKinnon. Ooh, James McKinnon. Are you coming for dinner? Dinner. <laughs> James McKinnon. Sauce. Oh, yeah. Are you coming for dinner? What will you be bringing? There you oh, go. yeah. What will yeah. you be bringing for dinner? <laughs> all right, and welcome to the Patreon. Last one for this week, uh, Dylan Newman. Dylan Newman, what's so new about you? You look pretty old to me, pal. <laughs> All right. Good on you, everyone. Um, let's get into the pod. Yeah, let's get into it. Catchy smile. You got that catchy smile. Stop a while. Come back with that catchy smile. Come back, baby. We'll fly away. Come back, we'll just fly away Together, baby, but don't tell your nonna Long time since we last spoke It Fuck was, wasn't it? Yeah, I was quite drunk and That would have been just over, just over two years ago Yeah, right, yeah. okay um, yeah. yeah, I remember that You were, um, prob- prob- well, look, I'm not saying anything But you, you, you were probably a bit pissed that night, weren't you? I was yeah. an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> you were like painting or something in some cabin in Norway or some shit, weren't you? Yeah, <clears throat> good memory. Yeah, I, was, I was painting in Norway. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit pissed tonight as well. Apologies. <laughs> I, met my, I met my dad. He happened to be around the area having a drink. Steen, please, for God's sake, man, come on. That's not. That's not okay, dude. <laughs> so, what did your dad? What did your um? Did your dad just text you and say, "All right, Steen, I'm in the area, mate. Fancy a pint?" Yeah, pretty much. He'd had a few, and then he just is a little better at drinking <laughs> than I am. So, no, it's very true. Mm. We just we just had a few. What'd you guys talk about? Uh, I mean, nothing interesting to anyone else. 
Yeah. I mean, I just met my girlfriend's granddad. Spoke about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> See? You know, sort of mm. anything you speak about over a few pints with your mate yeah. or your dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a decent milestone, the girlfriend's granddad. Yeah, I think pretty good, especially yeah. as he's yeah. 22. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Uh, it's, 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 yeah, yeah. It's a serious milestone. Totally. Good job. Um, yeah, well, um, me and Todd were just talking. Me, me and Todd are having a little um, little month off the booze. You ever done that? Um, <laughs> near, near enough. We were talking. We, this can go either way. It's kind of boring, chat. hey? Like, yeah, it's full narc chat. Yeah, but you, you guys are finished <laughs> it, surely. Oh, you finished tomorrow? No, nah, no, nah, we're literally, this is our first morning. Oh. So we're like eight hours in. Yeah. How's, how's it going? Pretty good so, so far, far. So good, yeah. I got, yeah. I got coffee. a bit pissed last night so that I would wake up and feel like ready for this, like um, ready to have a break. You oh, know? yeah. Well, Jamie, I can see your arm twitching a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your nose is going to be green, dude. Yeah. That's oh, gonna, shit. Mm. I can see your biceps toning while we speak. I think mm. that is so are you guys, surely are you guys happen. doing a, a dry February is just a massive fuck you to everyone doing a dry January. Or? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. <laughs> I've never done it before. Like I've actually never had a break. And then Jamie was doing it and I thought, fuck it, I'll give it a go. And I don't know why I decided to do that, but I did. Yeah. So let's, we'll let's, let's catch up in like three weeks and see how you're getting on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is the a big, big party at the end of the month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then... We're on tour in March, so it's kind of like good timing. Um, nice. But, yeah, I kind of fucked up and didn't get – like, I haven't really had anything to drink the last few days either. Like, oh, I didn't kind of lean so into you got, it like you did, yeah, Jamie. You go yeah. longer than a month, really. So I'm already craving a beer, which is annoying. Yeah. But what are you going to do? It's 8.07 on day There's one. There's summer where you guys are as well, so it's particularly hard. Mm. Yeah. 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 We, we know a guy that does a dry July almost every year. Okay. It's just – in London, I can't think of anything worse, but... Totally. It's like that's yeah. when it all comes alive, hey? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's the one time of the year we, we can confidently go outside. Yeah, in, sit in the park. Know, you know? It doesn't happen that often for us, so... Yeah. Yeah. I honestly don't know how you guys, how you guys get through those, those cold, <laughs> those cold <laughs> times. <laughs> Which is like yeah, most yeah, of the time. It feels like it's been going on for about a year already, but... yeah. It's been a pretty full-on winter for us so far. When did you finish up recording? We finished up. It's been a while. What ago, would you say, Steen? Like it was like August, August the first, I think. Yeah, it was, would would have been early August or maybe I, last I week of July. I got back from holiday, and then I mean, it's it's all sort of uh, dependent on when you consider us finishing because it gets mixed and then it gets mastered. Mm. Yeah. But I think it was maybe finishing recording. Yeah, first week of August, I'd say. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, that wasn't that um, long ago. Yeah. Really. No, but like, if you if you consider that we we went in on the first of May. True. Oh yeah. And we we were like doing shit tons of festivals around trying to record yeah. an album, which is. To future me, not something I'd recommend, <laughs> but we, <laughs> we, we got out there. Nice. Yeah. What, so, we, and was it full-time from, for most of that time? Like when you weren't playing festivals, were you kind of in there every day sort of thing? Or? Yeah, for, for, for most yeah. of it, we'd be in there sort of seven days a week. Yeah. Steen, Steen granted himself the odd Sunday off here and there, but um, mm. uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was quite full on. It was like, I mean... It's in a part of London that I don't think any of us had ever previously been to. Right. Until we did this record. It's in an area called Wilsdon, which is in the northwest of the city. And it's just fucking weird. Like, yeah, it's right. just like mm. Londoners are really territorial about what part of the city they're from. Mm. But I think by anyone's judgment, north, south, east, or west, Wilsdon's just a fucking weird place. <laughs> So wow. what's so weird? We, like in what way? What kind of weird I are we don't talking? No, I mean, Sting, can you can you shed any light on why it's such a weird place? I, I mean, I think every sort of area, sort of especially in it's, it's in West London, basically. But in sort of West, you have sort of Notting Hill and everywhere. Sort of mm. you have the stories about sort of how much they've been gentrified, how much they've been changed, uh, which has been all through our gen- generation. But in Wilsdon, it's still like you have two places to go and eat, and you have one mm. pub. And the one pub you go to has three pints, Guinness, 
cider and a lager, usually Foster's or Amstel or something like that. And and it's less than four quid a pint, which just doesn't exist anymore. Right. Yeah, it's, it it's, it's, it's wild. It hasn't really <laughs> touched that much. I think also you're pretty, it's still pretty sketchy and stuff like that, which I guess is how you associate uh, gentrification, you know. Um, mm. And they got a girls' bakery though. Yeah, at the top of the hill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> twelve minute walk away. It basically you get girls', out of the girls bakery. You- when 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 you see one of those in your area, that means your rent is going up. It's yeah, the classic okay. meme. Like if you see a Gales bakery, your rent is going up within the month. Right, right, right. Yeah. There's sure. unfortunately there's like there's like four within half a mile of my house. Oh yeah, yeah, fact. Lo and behold, my rent's gone up. So yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Um it's so funny, you know, um I like when I'm recording these pods, um, I have uh, a template that I use. And for some reason, like I saved the template around the time that we did the last pod. So I've always got Eddie and Steen as the guests. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so and it's good. still there now. So funny. Bizarre, eh? That's nice. Um, the album's, the album's fantastic, boys. Yeah. Thank you. It sounds fucking Aww. great. Thank you so much. It's really, it's really, it's really a special one. Um, and yeah, we were stoked just for everyone listening to get a, like a private um, stream through. Um, and it just sounds, yeah, it's just awesome. It's a real- We'll invoice you for that later. Yeah, no worries. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so quite keen to talk about it. Like there's some different influences on it. Um, you know, the, the press thing we got through said that you'd sort of stepped away from the, um, your kind of post-punk beginnings a little bit still that, you know, they're still, they're still very much there really, but it has, it, it has, um, it has kind of moved moved on a little into it into new territory which is always exciting um and you you worked with a producer called flood is that the name of the producer it's yeah. Flood, yeah yeah that's cool um who had has done some pretty sick shit like nick cave u2 pj harvey falls which falls album did flood do um i think i Second think he one. like no, oh. he 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 co-produced Holy Fire, I believe. Okay, gotcha. it's, it's the one. I'm very much mistaken. He I don't think he did Holy Life Forever. He right. did the. He definitely produced the album that has my number on it. Yeah, that's that's the third. Is that the third? Okay, so he produced the it's third the album, right? One hundred. Yeah, he it, it, that um, was him producing it in battery. Yeah, that was him. That was the third album, not the second. Um, yeah, I guess with this one, we kind of, I don't know, we embraced a little bit more simplicity. Because mm. mm. the second album, we were just like really pushing ourselves to just get as complicated as possible with shit. Because I guess you know the first the first one was kind of as much as we love it, it was a, a pretty sort of you know straight down the middle post punk album. The, the one second the one best. we were <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's not be too hasty now. But um, <clears throat> I think with this one, we were just like, in terms of songwriting, we were far more eager to embrace like space and not seeing space as a bad thing. Because yeah. on you know previous endeavors of songwriting, whenever there was a hint of space, mm. we'd like try and fill it straight mm. away. Mm. Um, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, which has taken us like three albums and eight years of songwriting <laughs> to figure out. But yeah. It's um, it's a it's a strange one, that isn't it? That, mm. that, yeah, that. It is, mm. you don't have to play all the time. Like mm. <laughs> the, the way the way that I've you know in sort of I don't know if it's in the press release and stuff like that, but it's been sort of the way I've been describing it is the most sort of unified album. You know, it's oh, yeah. pretty. It's pretty um, it doesn't rely on like what Eddie's saying about filling space and stuff like that. It's basically you know you can become quite reliant on a synth line or a uh, percussive element to the track or something like that to make it sound good. Whereas uh, in my personal opinion, because we, we wrote these songs for, for playing live shows, mm. it mm. doesn't really rely on any of those things. And also the backing vocals are so important. The vocals of Eddie and Sean and Josh, you know, it's sort of, you can hear everyone in the room together and it's it's a live album, which is the yeah. first one we've ever done. True. That's, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, is that why you recorded it live? Because you kind of wrote it with that intention? Not yeah, I mean, really. I, think- I mean, like, we, we kind of, 
we've been wanting to do a live album for years. We've, yeah. And it's just not quite been the way it's panned out. You know, we, we, we kind of thought the first album was going to be done in a more live way, but I think at that point we were just a little bit too kind of chaotic and disorganized to actually put the work in beforehand to, to achieve that. Mm-hmm. And even now, bearing in mind, we wrote, most of these songs, if not all of them, with the explicit purpose to play them live, mm. it was still like a really fucking big undertaking to do it live. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it really made you, it really made you realize like why not that many people do it. It was like, <laughs> I mean, I think tracks like, what would you say, like Orchids, Steam, we probably did that seventy times in one day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There were so, there were a couple there were a couple of those where it was just fucking. Is that the main challenge? Where, like having to getting, just getting keep the going take is the main challenge right. yeah. Mm. yeah it's it's yeah. it's a case of like cuz cuz we'd never done this we were like not that embracing of imperfections and stuff like that yeah. at the start of the process and then you know you get to 10 12 days in you're like okay fuck we've done like two songs mm. <laughs> so you need to get you need to get a little bit more laissez faire with imperfections and like learning yeah. how to make them sound good and that sort of thing but yeah i i yeah, I mean, I'd I'd say it was sort of like we were in there for a long time, like Eddie says. Do you know what I mean, start on May first, finished probably around like late July, early August, or something like that. But it's like it, it's more so about getting comfortable in the room, and more so, like Eddie says, about sort of embracing the imperfections and stuff like that. But it's like there's a track on the album called Yankees, mm. which I think we're going to yeah. put out um, or try and plug the radio single. Thank you very much uh, mm. on like the first week of release. That song was originally, it wasn't half the speed, but it would say maybe like a third of the speed or something like that. Mm. And that came from us just play on an evening where you sort of, you're just playing it, gunning it, gunning it, gunning it. Maybe wanted to get to the pub or wanted to get for a date or whatever anyone was trying to individually do. And then we came back in the next day and listened to it and the speed worked. And that's not something you'll ever discover recording it track by track, you know, bass and drums and then guitars. Mm. So you mm. work at the PDM before you start. And so it's like the happy, the happy accidents are what kind of define it. But mm. you never know when you're going to find that. Do you know what I mean? Sort mm. of like you just have to gun it, gun it, gun it, gun it, and then hope that you'll find something. Yeah. But on in, in that scenario, that's kind of the sort of like a, uh, I don't know, reasoning as to why live recording works so well. Mm. Mm. I think that happy accidents in any creative process are like pretty much the best bit of any creative process. Usually, you know? yeah. But don't you think? <laughs> I know. It's like something that you haven't <laughs> The forced, things you spend so much time of. on. <laughs> mm. And mm. you just get these special gifts, you know, in in songs or whatever, a little a little bit or whatever that just makes it. It's so It's so sick. Mm. How involved was Flood in the, um, like, so w- the songs were all fairly well written and fleshed out by the time you got into the studio? Or we, did you write some in there? Or, like, how involved was Flood in the, the songwriting I mean, process? The songs were, some of them were far more fleshed out than others, but there were a few that completely changed, like, in the studio there and then. And I think, yeah, it I can't really understate Flood's involvement in that. He was he was hugely involved from the start. Like he even before we went into record, he came into our studio to like listen through us play like maybe four or five run throughs of the record. Mm. And even then he was like giving us pointers on what to do with songs and when. He was yeah, he was really, really heavily involved in it. And there are some things that sound now completely different than how they did before we went in. So wow, yeah, there, there's there's a couple of them that there are some songs that we wrote entirely new sections to in the studio. Yeah, like the track "Man's Laughter," the ending of that didn't exist before we went into the studio. Yeah, six pack kinda ditto, I'd say. Yeah, um, yeah I mean he, he that was. In in some ways, that was almost like his main role was just like helping us get these songs to the point that they could be at, which was cool. Yeah, yeah. Because we we had like, we had like a bunch of engineers on the record that were like doing other things, and Flood was just like 
<laughs> you know, it's just sitting with us being like, no, yeah, no, yeah, cool, shit, do mm. that. Yeah. In a kind of interesting way, but yeah. Um, who's, whose idea was the wah pedal in, um, in, uh, at the, in the riff in um, fucking uh, six, six pack? pack. Collective um, creative decision. No, I'm joking. Is that, that a last idea. minute? Or a, we're, we're, or a, that was no, the start. It, that was that had been a thing for ages. Like the wire pedal had been there for a long time. So so cool. Cal, and, Cal, our, Cal, our manager, was probably the main person. There was only three tracks from we we wrote this record in three months, basically. Yeah. The whole of Food for Worms, apart from three songs, which is different person, uh, Orchid and Six Pack. And mm. we, when we were trying to write throughout 2021, we went into a studio uh, in South East London with a friend of ours called Jamie Neville. And uh, we were just sort of like, just sort of like constantly playing, 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 playing. And that was in there. And it was, mm. I, I don't know, I mean, it was his wah pedal. I don't know why yeah. it was used in particular. <laughs> but we had that idea. And that was like, before when I was like, Yankees was third speed slower. I'd say mm. fucking six pack was like, you wouldn't really recognize it when you listen to the demo. It was so yeah, It was slow. so fun. Well, oh, I, I mean, see. like, I feel like we did both versions of that. Like, we had the riff, like the da 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 and I, I feel like we played that at every possible speed over the course yeah. of that year. Mm. Yeah. I don't, I mean, but also it's, it was one of those ones where it was improv and all of the vocals I did on that, the original was sort of like five minutes long with a lot more lyrics in it, but none of them, I, I, I just cut out the ones that didn't work. Every mm. single one, I didn't sit down, you know, with a, with a quill and sort of like by candlelight. Yeah, <laughs> every every one of those lyrics is improvised and to 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 an extent so is to an extent so is the music as well do you know what i mean like the um I mean, there's no real chorus in the song or like identifiable chorus but it's just like the majority of the sections were all there it was just about putting mm. it together mm. that's mm. very much something you know sort of like the core of the song almost was something that just happened very naturally it was just when we we did uh we did that song this side of the sun and then cal i remember was round and he was just like you need to put this you need to go back and work on this yeah right um sometimes management do know what they're talking about oh yeah, yeah. How, how did you that's how why did... they take 90 percent of our royalties <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had um management or someone like that tell you that a song is not a good song and then it turns out to be like a good one and you prove them wrong. You ever done that? Mm. Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Not as far as I can remember, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good I, feeling. I, I don't think we, <laughs> I can imagine it is. That would be a great feeling, but yeah, I don't think we've ever had that. As far as I can remember, I think they're all good we've, songs. We've, we've always had irritatingly. Yeah. They're all good songs. So it doesn't even matter. But um, we've never been I able to write that like, song. Yeah. Irritatingly sound <laughs> advice in that regard. We um we did have that experience. It's it is kind of funny. Like we sent a when we were writing our third record, we sent a, a demo, just an iPhone recording of a song that we wrote um in the room one night. And we sent it to our manager. God bless if uh, our old manager, old manager. Yeah, um, God bless. You sack, God, you God bless. Them? Uh, well, no. Well, no. I think uh, no. yeah. We parted ways. We parted ways. But um, <laughs> okay. We sent Amicably. we sent them a demo and. Um, we were like, this is fu-. in our heads. We're like, this is fucking going off. This song, this is so good. We sent it to them, and they just wrote back saying, mm, "Kind of cool, not not a single. Look forward to hearing more or whatever." And mm. we were like, uh, you know, okay, great. And um, and then like that song has pro- pro- probably been, you know, it's the first song that got added properly to radio here, and so that was always a really nice um, a nice <laughs> feeling. <laughs> I'd, I'd say that I'd say that when you when you ask about flood and his sort of you know basically sort of leading on from what you were saying, like when you ask about flood and his um, his uh, uh, contribution and stuff like that. Mm. One of the best things he ever said was he was like, "I don't want any of you to think of any of these songs as a single." Mm. While yeah, them. yeah. And like, what, what, the, what, be- what the Bet Noir, up? apparently. 
that, that, that kind of talk. yeah that kind of reply as well it's sort of like everyone's been there do you know what i mean everyone in a band is just like oh this is going to be the song yeah you know I mean? this is going to be the song that we put out and stuff like that and as soon as you do that it's overthought and like eddie says it's kiss of death and that is what he told us i think, I think the real the real problem with that though is like when you when you immediately identify a song as a single when like the industry side of it comes into it and like labels come into it you start like fixating on that in your mind because it's like this is the single yeah mm. and then you lose your kind of like jurisdiction to decide what part of your work you actually want to put at the forefront yeah totally just based on like one kind of like slightly sort of whimsical decision mm. because you know you hear one thing and it's fucking loud and you get really excited you're just like okay cool this is gonna be the single yeah, yeah. yeah totally and then as and when things maybe change in your own perspective that's already done now so well you yeah to, you, you know, always think the newest one you've written is the best song as well there's that of course phenomenal, you know <laughs> You never um, yeah, think yeah. like actually let, let's wait let's wait before we decide we think this is fucking awesome. It's like no one ever does that. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's funny. There's that 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 concept of the drawdown period where you know when you have have an idea, um, it's at its like most exciting in it in the, in its first twenty four hour window, and then you know oftentimes as the sort of high runs uh it runs out or whatever, you're faced with the like uh. You know the the more sort of like the the reality of the situation, which is that oh maybe it's not as exciting as I once thought it was, and you have this period where you sort of reassess how you felt about it when you first mm. made something. You know, mm. it's part of what I reckon is tough about writing records or making art of any sort is is that is that thing. It's like maintaining enthusiasm and excitement about things which are no longer new to you for an extended period of time. I, I mean, I also think as well when it's like we talk about singles and stuff like that. And I mean, it's like if you look at the traditional sense of a single, if you look at like Elvis or Sinatra or anyone like that, I mean, all those songs Elvis were done. Sinatra. Yeah, but all those songs were done in a day. Mm. They were never sat around in oh, a studio for, for weeks and weeks. No, but I've read the books. For like, you know, you never sat around for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks writing them out, fleshing them out. Do you know what I mean? Blah, 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 which is. Mm. The criticism as to why, uh, I mean, you, with the arty farty criticism as to why it's so like simple and stuff like that, but it's like there, there's a level where, you know, it's like putting too much paint on the canvas. Yeah. And mm. then it's done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it, it yeah. just sort of, it, it kind well, of ruins it. Yeah. If, you, if your new songs are usually like your best or your most favorite, then just move on. Ship them. Get, get to the new ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's funny. I th- we've always kind of thought that that approach kind of ruins music. Like it's kind of why we started our band. We were in like other bands where we were always like thinking about like singles and writing songs in a certain way and all that kind of stuff. And we literally started like our band now because we were sick of doing that and kind of just wanted a different approach. Yeah. And so, yeah, it is funny when like things start to filter in without you kind of realizing like Mm. whether it's people saying it's not a single or you start to build more fans and so you kind of have to consider those things. But it's good to remind yourself to try not to, I think. Mm. I think so. I mean, it just puts like such an inordinate amount of pressure on something. Mm. As soon as you like from the get-go give it that title, it's like it's going to fuck it up. You know what I mean? It's like it's going to ruin it because like, it's like, oh, this this could be a single. That could be the worst thing to say because it's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's not quite a single. I don't know what the fuck I have to do to it to make it a single. So yeah. I'm just going to overthink it and like, yeah. Yeah. If there's one thing I'll take away from Flood that will really stick with me, it's probably that. Like, mm. yeah, not, not getting like ahead of yourself in the exciting sort of embryonic stages of a song or an idea and calling it a single. Yeah, it definitely is the kiss of death. True. It's yeah. It's it, that's an interesting. <laughs> that's an interesting lesson. Thanks, Flood. Thanks, Flood. Um, I think also, just to go back to the the feedback from the manager thing as well. It's like giving notes. Um, is is a is an is an important skill. Doing doing it well is an important skill to have. Right, like. You can take the wind out of someone's sails so easily by going, oh, yeah, just, you know, keep going. This is, this is all right or whatever. Rather than just going like, it would be so much easier to say, 
um, this is sounding cool. Looking forward to seeing where you take it or whatever. That's a far more mm. productive <laughs> note, right? Because then the band Just is keep like- keep it ambiguous. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like if you have keep any it ambiguous faith, and positive. If you have any yes. faith in that going anywhere, like unless it's, you know, ear bleedingly terrible. Just yeah. say that. You know? Exactly. <laughs> Leave it open. See, I'm yeah. kind of distracted how much you look like Bob Dylan at the moment. Oh, for oh, fuck's sake. Hey? He's been going for that. He's actually been modeling himself on Bob Dylan. No joke. Mate, well, it's absolutely working. It's going off, dude. Fantastic. Thank is there a Bob much. Dylan biopic yet? No, but uh, there isn't one yet. But it's, it's, I actually only have the only type. Every type, uh, I'm growing my hair out. And then I went through everyone whose hair I like, like Tom Waits and stuff like that. <laughs> and he, he's the only person I can see who has the exact same type of hair as me, mm. which is curly, frizzy. I don't have black hair. Tom Waits or anything like that, and uh, and yeah, it's pretty boring for everyone else listening. But yeah, it's it's a good it's a good do, and I think that if anyone is making a Bob Dylan biopic, you should be considered at the very least considered to play the role of um, yeah audition. Bob Dylan. He has been preparing himself for this day for many a year. Can you do a you. Bob Dylan kind of like voice, or can you can you emulate it when you sing? Robert Zimmerman. Um, no, uh, I, I could probably imitate him as singing or yeah. something like that. But uh, what, what do you mean to do it now? Well, it's oh, up to no. you. I can <laughs> do it to you. No, do- next week, mate. Yeah. Absolutely no pressure. <laughs> just wondering. I was just wondering if you're kind of growing your, <laughs> hair, do it. your hair with Fucking intention. Maybe you're sitting in front of the mirror, kind of like trying a little, little of the voice as well. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying the voice, but no, I am, okay. I'm sitting in front of the mirror. Can I have a go? Can I have a go at the voice? <clears throat> yes. All right, here we go. Oh, how does it feel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hold on. To it's be on your s- own. Jamie's Bob Dylan is Smithers. Smithers from the Smithers. You mean Mr. Burns? Yeah, I can't. Oh, yeah, I can't. Mr. Burns. Sorry. Mr. Burns. I can't. I can't. My English voice in, in the background there. I can I can okay. do the American like emphasized or oh, I can't do it at all. Right. Yeah. I can do like a hey, how's it going? But I can't do nuance like American. Right. Hey, how's it going? I think you'd make yeah. a good that actor. Was a bit, that was a bit more like surfer kind of yeah. like. Hey, how's it going, dude? Hey, how's That's it going? Great. Dude? Yeah. Um, yeah, Jamie, I agree. I think Steen would be a good actor. Have yeah. you done any acting or like ever considered that? He's considered um, it. I would, I, I would like to do, I, I've been doing improv stuff that we've been doing recently. I don't know if you've seen like we've got two videos. I would like, to, I could only play, you know how kind of like, uh, the only example I kind of know is like, you know how Ricky Gervais yeah. basically just writes his own roles. Yeah. Mm. I couldn't could play like a sort of, I, I don't know, a Daniel Day-Lewis type. Yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Okay. That's like good. make it you could yeah, come up with a character like Ricky Gervais. So basically if somebody gave you lines you couldn't do it, but if you made the lines yourself, you could do it. I could I could I I think I could do lines, but I think in the, in the past, I won. I had one opportunity where one opportunity, one one thing, one thing where someone approached and it was like this East End uh, sort of proper Cockney kind of. I don't think I could do anything like that. Yeah. I think, uh, I, think uh, I wouldn't want to do anything like that. But I think yeah. uh, it was just stick to of, the singing, mate. You're good at that. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> I think kind of like a kind of like a Matt Berry, Steve Coogan kind of quite sort of like, I, I guess sort of like Channel 4 BBC comedy. I could do something like that. I would like Yeah, because I guess sort of Matt Berry is always kind of doing the same thing. So you kind of just got to get in your channel and do what works for you. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's so many examples, especially at the moment, you know I mean? There's so many examples and stuff, but I think, I think I'd like, yeah. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next week I'm in the big screen. Yeah, come on. Well, 
Yeah, Steve's new Netflix premiere is next week. So yes, right. when we do another podcast in uh, ten years' time, I bet you've done some acting by then. That's all. Well, I'm Eddie's saying. Eddie's the one who's the best accents. Eddie Eddie's like oh really? Uh, my my accents are crass. Eddie's accents mm. are actually perfection. Oh, oh you, you've got a bit more it, nuance. It, de- it depends. It depends on what it is. There's a set few that I can do pretty well. Nice. And the ones I can't do, I really can't do. But the ones I can mm. do, I think I think are, are pretty convincing. So Eddie, what's Eddie's your... trilingual, so he can speak multiple languages. So it's just sort of like yeah. th- there's a thing. Thanks for clearing that. it's funny because like I'm, I, I like languages. I've always liked languages, and mm. so like languages like French, for example, which I don't speak, I have like basic French, very right. very basic French. But whenever I'm in France. I will like order the bill. So be like, oh, l'édition s'il vous plaît, monsieur. And they'll just be like, okay, cool. He's fucking, he speaks French. So they'll just start speaking to me in French. And I'm just like, mm. oh, I don't speak French. And they're like, but why did you just like yeah. say it like that? And I was like, well, it's because I know how to say it. Yeah. So it's a weird one. Wow. Yeah. I've, but accents, yeah, I can do, I can do accents. That's always the trouble for me. Like when you're traveling, you can't. You try and be like embrace where you are and order, like say what you can. But then as soon, like people don't often know. Like that's where it stops. It's like I can yeah. only ask for the bill. That's it. Mm. Then I'm done. Yeah, don't I mean, tell it, depend- me how much it, it costs. Dep- it depends where you are because, like in, I think in France in particular, they're very like protective over their language to the point where if you don't speak it natively. Mm. they don't want to know they're just like just speak english yeah but in some other places they're like you'll make an attempt and they'll be like oh that's amazing you tried yeah mm. yeah, yeah exactly it is funny how they're like that in france a bit they, they I, I think everything to do with conserving the culture that they're, they're doing like they, they banned ketchup in primary schools Fair enough. because they well, yeah, I mean, I completely agree with it because ketchup is fucking foul. It's shit, but, like, isn't it? It's it's yeah. disgusting. It's, it's fucking disgusting. shit. I, it, you know, it's the worst. It ruins burgers. It's horrible. It's mm. it's it's like it's like honestly, in my mind, putting ketchup on something is like pouring like gelatinous sugar. Yeah. On mm. on any item, it's horrible. It is horrible. It doesn't but, even. Yeah, even the, the French banned it from primary schools because they thought it would like detach French children from understanding their country's culinary culture. Right. Right. Which so, I think is great. But then obviously they've taken that a little bit too far and like, you know, banned the burka, which is not very cool. That's right, kind of. Yeah. It, it's a weird sort of reverence for, for, the, for the culture of the country that they're just applying to such an extreme extent. But yeah. Mm. Um, oh god, you really got it's me all interlinked that, when you think about it. Ketchup like, thing. Hang on, so if, topics right there. So yeah, I know, but like what I'm saying is, it's like it's all about like the extreme reverence for like upholding the kind of traditionalism of French culture. Mm. Yeah, but we're like, still thinking about banning, ketchup. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, but like, but banning ketchup and also banning the burger. <laughs> Because it's not to do with like native French culture, they're the same. Two un- well, no, they're just two unbelievably <laughs> extreme moves. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean. It's like it's so that's they so excessive. Yeah, but yeah. of course, one has far more social implications than the other. But like banning ketchup, like I hate the stuff, but it just seems so petulant and weird mm. to do that mm. and just to like deny an entire generation something like- very universally liked. And obviously, like the burqa has so many more horrible, horrible connotations of Islamophobia. But like, it is, it is drawing from the same pot. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, yeah, totally. It's like a sort of spoiled kid who doesn't want anyone else to sort of play with different toys. Yeah, it's like no, like mm. I don't want anything to change this thing that we've got going on. Like whether or not it's ketchup or fucking. Mm. Mm. The, I know this sounds insane, but it is all <laughs> coming from the same area. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, Jamie and Todd, this is the difference between a nine AM and a nine PM conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah. it, 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 I, I would say copies. this at any time of the day. It's it, it all comes from the same place. It's yeah. very fucking weird, but I just I think we're going to have pissed people off about ketchup. Um, 
because mm. it's, it's a beloved sauce here. People really love tomato sauce here. Um, you call it tomato sauce, not ketchup, Yeah, right? oh, a yeah. bit of both, yeah, mainly yeah, tomato yeah. sauce. And people love barbecue sauce as well, which I also think sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah gross, yeah. Right? I'm not, I, I prefer ketchup to barbecue, to be honest. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I wouldn't eat either by choice. Wait, so no, if you're in Greg's, you, go, you pop in your local Greg's, right, and you get a one-pound sausage roll. What do you, you just, just going to have it dry? No, no sauce. I have it dry. Yeah. Uh, just eat it. No, nobody can, no, do people, is that a thing? Do people put ketchup on sausage yeah, rolls? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, Charlie, our drummer would. Yeah. But he, he'll put, he'll put ketchup combo. on a carbonara. Like he's, he's, <laughs> right, a, he's okay, a different breed. Full psychopath, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, so bad. Forbes has got some pretty psychopathic tendencies. Mm. What are you talking about with barbecue as well? It's just sort of, it's that thing in it where it's just like, it's your barbecue-based pizza. It's yes. Like oh, God, that's that. oh, that's I hate crazy. it. It's really bad, isn't it? it it's going to piss the Italians off, that one. It takes gonna piss, yeah. It's going to piss anyone who isn't a sort of like, I don't know, <laughs> sort of stoner student. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're above that now. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're truffle based. Oh, that's. Yeah. No, I now don't like truffle. You don't like truffle. Truffle's bad. I fucking love truffle. It's just Me it's too. an acrid flavor. I don't I don't like it. I don't I don't understand it. But yeah, it's a oh, bit like footy fan. sock, like sweaty football sock or something. But it it's is good. Bit, yeah. It's really good. It's a bit like pooey, no, pooey nappy. No. Yeah. I do, I do have one thing where it's just like my, my girlfriend for Christmas, not last year, the year before, or whatever. She got me like a truffle, the oil thing or whatever. And it was like one day I woke up so fucking hungover, and I only had about sort of like a pinch of pasta left. And I was like, oh, I want to make that. I made the pasta and then I put the truffle oil on it. And it was just like, I was too, uh, too sort of broken to deal with, even though I love it. Yeah. The smell does really take you in. There's nothing else. It's not like sort of putting like a pinch of salt on your food. Mm. Yeah. Where you can no, taste it's, it a little it's chemical bit. almost. You it's have like, to be yeah. stable. You do. That. You have to be mentally stable and emotionally stable. <laughs> your stomach stable has to, to be primed for some kind of. Yeah. Severe impact. Zero nausea. Yeah. For sure. I've never understood it. it. To me, it just has this like really weird chemically undernote that mm. I can't get down yeah, with. It's I've sharp. tried. I've tried so many times. It's in the same realm as like blue cheese or something like that. Like it's got right. that, that sharpness. Like. We, I love it too. I don't, I don't mind a blue cheese every now and then. Yeah. I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a like, bit of a wuss when it comes to cheese. Yeah. Nothing too strong. I right. bought some Telegio the other day. You ever had that? Yes, That's but a, what I what kind of it? It's a very strong Italian soft cheese, right? And oh. it quite often has blue bits on it. So I was a bit like, yeah, but it's mm. it's okay. I can deal with it okay. now. Yeah, I'm working my way up through the cheese ranks, but kind of got a different um feeling about mold and stuff ever since I watched um Fantastic Fungi. What's that? Sounds good. What's that? It's a documentary on Netflix about um, fungi and it kind of, go- it ends up kind of going into the magic mushrooms sort of space and spending a bit of time there, which is awesome. But um, yeah, it just really just is a documentary for the layman about um, mushrooms, about fungi and about its um, role in life. So like, you know, when you see like a strawberry getting moldy, it's like, I think about that now as the earth reclaiming the strawberry. So it's like, kind of mm. pulling it back to whence it came sort of thing as opposed well, to it being the this- last of us have you seen the last of us yet i've been watching that no oh it's fucking crazy. everyone's talking about this it is I've got crazy a, got jump that, on it. that's the whole the whole point of it is that you have mm. this sort of like i mean i know it's based off that video game and this conversation was fictional but it's like these two doctors at the beginning being like you know, we talk about pandemics and there's viruses and stuff like that. But this one doctor is just sort of like the only thing that is uncontrollable is fungi. If mm. fungi is to ever, it can't live in a being above 93 degrees. But if it's ever to adapt, because the way that it controls, like you say, the plants around it and stuff like that is by warping its chemical imbalance, like by. Sorry, it- sorry. The, the line was the only thing that's uncontrollable is fungi. Yeah. There's no, there's no, um, there's no uh, uh, vaccine that could be created for it. It's impossible. And the way that uh, fungi controls its environment is by so acid shrooms, for example, 
it does the same thing to plants. It warps their chemical balance so oh, it can control them. Right. And wow. so he's saying his the reference in the show is like it can like if if it can infect like insects, which makes them like um, basically once it infects one insect, its sole purpose is to infect other insects and it just spreads and spreads and spreads. And so the premise is that if the earth gets to a certain temperature, it could potentially infect humans in the same way and they all turn into zombies, basically. Right. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's like the, okay. the idea of like, a, like a, a cold or whatever, you know, COVID will get you ill. Fungi yeah. mentally warps you. It doesn't yeah. matter about your physical state, it's your mental state. Yeah, I will right. now have a healthy suspicion of mushrooms. Yeah. Off the back of this conversation. But Yeah. <laughs> they they say in this um in this fantastic fungi uh documentary that um that there's a like there's a a receptor uh in the human brain which is like re- is basically only there to meet psilocybin. Or psilocin. So, like, they're talking about how we've been integrated with fungi for so long that we've got literal receptors for, for that express purpose, um, which I found mm. pretty interesting. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty good. So, is it on Netflix? Fantastic totally. fungi. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Let's um, check it out. Yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it. Um, are you guys playing? Any shows over the next couple of months? Have you got any tours coming up or anything? Yeah, we got one coming up at the end of end of Feb. Shit, where are you off to? So we're starting in Dublin, uh, and we're ending in we're ending in Amsterdam. So it's going to be like it's a pretty fucking long one. Speaking right? of fungi, it's like <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, we're starting in. We're doing two nights in Dublin, which is going to be fun, and then we're doing. Scotland, England, one day in Cardiff, and then we're going straight from Cardiff to France, and then we're all over, well, not all over Europe, all over, like, France, doing a couple in Spain, Italy, doing Lisbon for the first time, which is going to be fun. Wow. And then doing Germany, which is always a good time. And then we're yeah, finishing in Amsterdam. Oh, my God. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds like a lot of fun. Is it a shame headline tour? It's a shame headline tour, and we've got um, got our friends They Hate Change coming over from Florida to support, which is going to be fun. Oh, so. great. Fantastic. Are you doing a US tour too? Yeah, we're doing, we're doing one in May. Thank you for these in- questions, bro. No worries. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. We're doing one in May. A <clears throat> PR um, with a gun to your head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing one in May through to early June, and then we're going to be coming back, but we've not we've not announced that yet. And I'm not actually sure where we're going. Steen, is Paul out? Is that why you can smoke in the flat? I can smoke in my room anyway. Okay, but uh, yeah, no. Steen lives. Steen lives with our manager. Oh, cool. That's interesting. How's that? Fucking weird. Um, <laughs> very, very, very strange. It would make a lot more sense if you met him, which right. would have make less sense. I, I uh, feel like it would make less sense if they met him. Yeah. Yeah. Has, has he been your manager like? for the whole time that you guys have been the a whole band? Time. The whole time. From day one. Oh, really? That's so cool. I love that. So he kind of like saw you guys playing at that local pub or whatever and was like, I've got to sign you guys. That kind of thing? Pretty much. Yeah, it was, right. it was quite, it was in a roundabout way. Yeah, cool. Um, and why is he? Why is it strange? Is he a strange guy? <laughs> uh, he's not I listening. Mean, There's no way he's still listening by now. He's he's sort of like a sort of Alan. No, he wouldn't be able to sort of like work out how to play a podcast. Um, <laughs> sort of like a you know like Alan Partridge or someone like that. Yes. I can, no, it's it's someone you can imagine being on that show. Like uh, I don't know, he can't sit still. Um, he's just he's just a character. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, but it's 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 quite an intriguing relationship I seem to have here. Mm. I just needed a place to live, and I've been here for like a year and three months. <laughs> That's always well. It was it was meant. The funny thing is, it was meant to be like a what one or two month temporary solution at best. Mm. Yeah, 
and you're still there. And so now you have just band meetings in your bedroom, basically. No, Ooh, we, no. we've done we've done that like once. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you still painting, Stan? No, I, I was drawing like when we were touring in America. I was doing some drawings then, um, but I haven't been able to paint in this flat at the moment. It's weird to describe it. Basically, it doesn't really get any natural light ever. Um, so I haven't really been able to paint mm. at all properly. We also, we've been so busy and I've been like, yeah. instead of painting, I've been trying to sort of learn how to play the guitar more so than anything. Nice. Uh, He's doing very well. Oh, great. Yeah. Thank you, Eddie. Cool. What, that, how, what, that, uh, wasn't, that sounded sarcastic, but it wasn't. He's no, it didn't. He's no, doing no, a good no, job. I, I, my, my, my reply, my retort wasn't sarcastic. Ah, very good. Very well. That's um, that's awesome. Um, how you how how are you approaching learning? Like, what are you learning first? Um, I just I just I think I think in terms of like that's fair enough. With 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 the band, it's all. I mean, they're all such fucking more than capable musicians. I only really want to like. I I I wouldn't learn a song that I thought was complex. I just I'd learn a song that I like the lyrics to. Yeah. So, like, you know the song Forever by the Beach Boys? Not sure I do. It was written by Brian Wilson, and I really like that. So, learned that, and then learned uh, what the songs were learned, like the ballad of John and Yoko, because I think that's fun. Tom oh, yeah. Waits mm-hmm. songs. Um, yeah, I love like Tom that. Waits, but too. Anything that's kind of simple that just has lyrics I like, which most of the songs I tend to learn aren't more than three chords. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I've just been doing that recently. Nice. Right. That's great. I um, I Thank remember because I, I, I never played the guitar either. I remember like sort of starting to learn years ago. Sorry, there's a mozzie buzzing around my head. And um, it's so nice once it starts to click. You know, I'm not a very good guitarist, but I can play well enough now to like sit and write, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of the most important thing. Like, I think that's kind of why you wanted to do it, right, Steen? Yeah, it isn't so. I can't. I mean, I kind of watch also these documentaries and stuff on people that I really admire and really like and stuff like that. And it's more so, as long as you can map out a song and mm. then give it to a mm. musician. Yes, that's mm. the most important part. I just, I don't, I don't think about. I can't really play rhythm. I can just do downstroke or one other thing. But for me, like I was saying, it's more way more about the lyrics and the melody. But then the chords you've mapped out underneath, and then they can jazz it up. Mm. You know, also it's like any musician can take, say you play like um, uh, like a sort of A chord, which is on the second fret. Any musician will know the bar chord of that, you know, and sort of be able to transfer it and make it sound a bit more interesting or how like the Velvet Underground semitoned everything down. Mm. But yeah, yeah, I just think something like that. I wanted to talk to you um, about the, the lyrics um, for the new record and just, whether whether or not you noticed a, a change in approach this time around, or were you kind of using the same, uh, I guess, approach and technique that you have used in in the previous records? No, I mean with the, with the first one, it was a lot more like uh, go in. The band would be playing, uh, write it, but it was very separate. With the second album, it was very separate, and with this one, it was actually more in, in, intertwined. Um, so I'm going to start leaning on my shoulder like a like 80s porn star. Um, uh, no, it was like, you know, sort of to, to work out a melody or something like that, I would just play like a bass line. Josh would show me the chord, uh, notes to a bass line or whatever. Or Eddie or Sean would show me how to play the guitar, like the rough things of it. And then I would sing it through that, which meant it was a lot more natural. Um, and like, it wasn't trying... You know, sort of like cramming a jigsaw piece into the middle of it. It was just what sort of came naturally. But the way we kind of wrote the core of this album was the band doing it. And and on some of the songs I would be sort of playing and then I would be singing a melody and stuff and then it would be recorded and then I'd listen back and write down whatever I said and Mm. then chop it down. And then everyone, when it got to like the stage of recording and then it was like a bit more, like more analysis and it was like, oh, maybe a melody could change there or anything like that. But it was more just sort of mm. like playing along and stuff like that and just working it out. 
Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's really, I love, um, you know, like when you record a demo at home or whatever and you don't have words yet and so you're singing gibber- gibberish kind of thing or just whatever comes to mind and then you mm-hmm. listen back and if that, sometimes that will become the demo that you listen to for a few weeks or whatever, that version, and you listen back and write down what it sounds like you're saying, it's such a cool way to work. Mm-hmm. I've never yeah. done that before. Like, it's, I can imagine that's quite a weird thing to do. It's but. awesome because, again, it removes you, you from you trying to put your big ugly handprint all over something, you know? It's like it allows that subconscious thing that's happening to really shine through. Yeah, I, I also, I think, I think the majority from the beginning of the band, it's mainly just sort of being like improv because we do so much mm. jamming that it's mainly always sort of improv. There won't, I, it's rare that I'll go like, sing a melody instead of saying words. Do you know what I mean? Instead of like trying to just sort of say something, which is- Oh, you'll say, so you'll say words. You'll go hard on the words when you're- I'll never, I don't think we ever do jams where I won't say words. Yeah, Steen's always spitting bars. It's mad. Wow. It's just like sixteens. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Mm. But- That's cool that your brain works like that. Um, like that. It's that. Yeah, because I'm I'm kind of the opposite to that. I like always write melody first and 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 gibberish and kind of let it sort of like come through that way. Um, yeah, but it's it's it must be cool to have uh, a, a lot of things to say. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I just think it's more sort of, uh, I I think the melody things came so more from like playing the instrument as well. And then you can work, like I was saying, like working with the music and stuff. But yeah, like I kind of said, like any song that I learn or play along to on the guitar, I've never, I I would never learn a song because I thought the chords are really interesting. It's just Mm. because I think the words are interesting. Yeah. So it's like the flip side kind of thing. But but also, you know, any like the Tom Waits or the Beach Boys or anything like, or the or David Bowie songs or whatever, like they're all in the same kind of realm, but they're just done well, which I mm. think is the hardest thing to do in the world. You know, I, like I watched that thing recently on Transformer, and like how Lou Reed was just smacked out and would come in always late play a guitar that was just completely out of tune the, the, these songs that just that we know now were just mm. shit they're just so bad but all the words were there and then it was um oh, fucking hell, what's his name the guitarist for david bowie goes in spiders and mars and then continued oh yeah it was yeah. it was him and then he would transfer it crop is then, it crop crap no um I no I can't, I can't remember his name but he would sort of yeah. transfer it and then you know, on, on Transformer, for example, it was him who would transfer the music and then Bowie would just do the melodies, which right. are as important. Uh, no, uh, the, uh, the harmonies, sorry. Right. You know, like Satellite of Love and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And so if you, that kind of sandwich where it's like, you know, it can take sort of like a sort of something that's very simple, like layman, like you say, and stuff like that. And then if you have the right mind or a few right minds around it then mm. that's what it can do yeah that's um i'm just thinking about perfect day from that record it's such a fantastic song yeah well he was the one who wrote that that, that was just one apparently that was one chord's drums for however long just sounded like all right yeah. and then it's um the guy who was the guitarist i can't remember his name annoyingly and he was a pianist as well. And he just did the whole piano part and then put it on. But then obviously uh, everything else came on top of that and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a documentary on, on Transformer. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, it was part of this, um, the, the triangle thing or uh, the Holy Trinity thing or something like that on Amazon Prime. It's about Bowie, Iggy Pop and Lou oh. Reed. Oh, man. Wow. Fucking got to watch that. That sounds great. Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. Yeah. You've mentioned, um, you've mentioned uh, Tom Waits a few times, and he's obviously a, um, like a, well, I'm guessing a, an inspiration as a lyricist or as an artist in general. Yeah, for Six Pack, yeah, there was like um, Tom Waits. He did my favorite ever album, which is a compilation album called The Asylum Years, which is when he was on Asylum Records. And he, there's one song on that called Step Right Up. 
which is oh yeah step right up i know that song yeah 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 yeah. you can i can turn you into an eight-year-old hindu boy i can yeah yeah yeah. those lipstick those lipsticks kisses on your collar i can take them away blah 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 blah. uh and six pack when we're doing it that's cut it's it's if you listen to it's just a rich it's just shit riff shit rip off lyrically of uh and now you've got a six pack now you have pamela anderson reading you a bedtime story now you have this now you have that it's just a shit yeah. rip off of what tom waits was doing but no he's like i, th- I think he's one of the, the uh, one of my favorite lyricists like yeah without a doubt ever and it, but also he does that thing which is so hard where it's like you went into a practice room and you played your band and you were like i was in the bar drinking my whiskey it just sounds yeah. so fucking cheesy. Yeah. I know. You Isn't know? that funny? Yeah. It's so true. Um, my, my favorite record of his is Small Change, which yeah. has Step Right Up on it. Yeah, that's the one that has it on it. Yeah. That's when he's silent records. Yeah, it's it's just such a sick um sick album with a great with a great cover. It has the piano has been drinking, not me, which is a really great song. Yeah, that's one of my that's that's on that album on the asylum years as well. I mean, it just also True. sounds like it kind of sounds like every song he did, he recorded it in an afternoon. Mm. Which I mean, he has I mean maybe like forty albums. So yeah. does, also he does the thing of like, you know, what I'm saying, you can take simple things when I when I watch him do live versions of his songs which are very simple like if you have to play them on the guitar it's just things like instead of a bass guitar he has a double bass mm. he has the sort of do you know what i mean everything's just kind of like an extra layer of like uh it makes it sound a bit off-piste yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i kind of like that concept simple things done well kind of you know that's kind of what it takes sometimes to do mm. a good song yeah to make a song a great song but also, yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm a very uh, what's it called? Um, you know, in your beginning, you know, you're not me, you're not you're not mediocre, you're not intermediate. You're you know, when you begin something, you just begin a beginner, novice. Beginner. novice. Yeah, so so I think that's why maybe I associate that with so much because I want to try and make it work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but that to me to me that's like my you know like Lou Reed was talking about that. That's the line he said, and he was just like. He did an interview in his 60s, I think. And he was like, the thing I'm happiest about is that someone could learn one of my songs. It's the first song they ever learn. Mm. Wow. And it's kind of like, you know how, uh, you know how, you know how we always talk, we always reference Disney films when we're with our friends and stuff like that. And nursery rhymes and very simple books, like whether it's Enid Blyton or fucking the hungry hungry caterpillar Who? or Roald doll any anyone in particular when we're referencing sort of things within our life that were formative it's always very simple um very simple storylines very immediate simple things like the disney thing of being like or, or Roald doll mm. how every kid how every person in our generation will be like oh i remember uh, you know, reading this particular book or, you know, thinking yeah. and really uh, whether it's Matilda or really imagining that. And yeah, I think that's kind of what Lou Reed was saying about how it's like people will pick up a guitar and it could be the first song they learn. Then I think that's basically the same principle, isn't it? That mm. you have a, it, it's not trying to fucking be Ulysses. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> like, m- yeah. Moving towards, moving towards and, and championing simplicity yeah but anyway i have had a few drinks so i'm i might be sounding incredibly obnoxious. <laughs> i haven't achieved any of the or we you know i haven't achieved any of these things i'm talking about well no but it's in, inspiration so you think yeah yeah, yeah. You think. yeah. <laughs> um sick well boys that might that's probably the end of the pod yeah i reckon that's it you can let nice. you off the hook Jeff, thank you Jeff, the album's out twenty-four. The album's out Feb twenty-four. Um, yeah. Well, yep. Um, it's called Food for Worms. It's a great title, by the way. Thank you. And, thank you very um, much. Yeah, it's um, and it's and it's a brilliant record. So do go and um, listen to it when it when it comes out. You can check out the new singles and stuff, or the the um the first video, the, like the 007, the Goldeneye style video, um, is really sick. Thank you, you very much. Do you know? Yeah, it yeah, is gold. It is gold. Now, gold. Now style, right? 
for six pack? Yeah, I mean, I think say? it's quite reminiscent yeah, of I'm all those PS1 games. Yeah, it's fucking mad. Um, so go and watch yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty full-on video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's really um, cool. Yeah, so good to chat again. Yeah, yeah. Really so you. hopefully oh, we'll see so you guys much. out in Oz soon. Yeah, oh, great. Yeah, let us know when you're down and we'll be your way at some point as well. So we'll Where about in Oz do you live again? Melbourne. We're in Melbourne. Melbourne, okay, perfect. We'll play in Melbourne soon. Are you coming yeah. out? Uh, we, no, we, we not, not as far as we know. But yeah, okay. We, we'll come we out promise we will. We will. You'll be here. Yeah. Yeah, sick. All right. Sick boys. All right. Well, yeah, we'll let so you know if we're coming over as well. Guys. Yeah, All the best. you too. Thanks Please for taking do. the time. Thank Not you so thank much, you guys. Thank okay. you. Much right. love, yeah. See ya, you, you too, boys. Guys. See you later. Have a Bye. lovely day. Bye. You mate. too. Bye. See ya.